Hello and welcome to First Thoughts, the podcast where usually three hosts each bring a topic and through a series of deductive questions, we try and figure out what that topic is. Um, I'm your host this week, Jensen, and I'm joined by the co-host, Josh. And this week we have Charlie, which is Richard's twin, who's been a long-time listener of the podcast and he's uh, lended us a hand this week and he is joining us. So how are you both doing, boys? Go on, Charlie, you go first. <laughs> hey, I'm not too bad, thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, great to have you on, man. Yeah, yeah we're so we're uh, we're very grateful for you putting in an appearance very today, grateful. Charlie. Yeah, we know for worry. a fact that you've been itching to get on the show as well. So uh, I'm very yeah. intrigued to hear what you've like, got for us today. Even in oh. our like lad Zoom calls and stuff, you've come on and you've gone, "Hey guys, I've got some topics for you," and you've like brought us some <laughs> first thoughts <laughs> topics and everything. So you can yeah, really yeah. Um, flex it this week. So, the number one keynote. <laughs> number one. <laughs> well, it's been, um, I think it's been, a, we've all just saying then, we've all just had like a mad week, all of us, and um, just all of us have been working late and stuff. So I have had to drag out um, my ultimate backup topic, which ultimate I, I, so, backup. I solely okay. did not want to do. I solely did not want to do this, but I've had was to Was it do a backup it. for a reason? Because it was just not... For no, no, I was just original. like it was just oh. it was just a challenge. But you know what? We're thirty-one episodes in now, so maybe I yep. can refresh myself for a Amazing. new topic. So, okay, boys. Okay, I'm ready. I would like your first thoughts on Scrapple. 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 Okay. Wow. My first thought is that it sounds very much like Scrabble. The uh, exactly the same. Oh, okay, that's um, interesting. Um, but okay. it seems to be a combination of the word scrap and uh, scrap and grapple. Okay, interesting. And I think is grapple or is it is it grapple when you're fighting and you have like a little on the ground okay. skirmish? Yeah, you grapple them. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I think my I don't know if that's anything to do with my first thoughts. I want to go down, like, is it something to do along the lines of words or like a wordplay kind of thing? Um, mm. Those are some really interesting first thoughts, guys. Um, but... And, but actually, <laughs> it's not that at all. <laughs> I, I thought Okay. Is it a hybrid fruit? Is hybrid it fruit? No. An yeah. apple <laughs> crossed with a... <laughs> what were you going to say? An apple what? Uh, an apple crossed with a... Oh, I don't even know. Scorpion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scorp- a scorpion Imagine. apple. Well, I was thinking of two fruits merged, not not as wild as a oh, an insect. Right. <laughs> fruit hybrid. A hybrid, just a hybrid. <laughs> um, I'm completely stumped. What about you, Charlie? I don't know if we need a... Need a, uh, a so, my first two thoughts were, if this was QI, it would be like the red flag going off with something to do with words because of Scrabble and whatnot. Okay, okay. But then yeah. with the word apple in there, I don't know, is it something to do with food? Like, it is, it is something to do with fruity. food. It, it is, is something to do, to do with, with food. food, yes. Is and it then... an apple-flavoured scone? Ooh, Charlie, thoughts? <laughs> uh, with the word apple and it's food, it's obviously got to do something with an apple. Okay. So is it something oh, to do with a special type of apple? And it's like um, a custom dish or a traditional dish or something. Apple mm. has nothing to do with it. I'll give you that. What food oh, does? Wow. Food does. 
but it's uh, yeah, Apple has nothing to do with it. It does have another name, um, okay. which is Pon House, which Pond translates Pon, <laughs> not what Pond, as in P O N P O N House. Pon House. How do you spell that? P O N space H A U S. So it's a ger- it's got a German word. Well, it's mm. a Pennsylvania Dutch name that, and it literally uh, translates to pan hair or rabbit. But don't get um, don't get too distracted by rabbit or hair. I'll say that. Okay. Now. Don't know house. Don't know. <laughs> Remember, I'm thinking it's, it's maybe related. some sort of yeah, some food sort related. of stew or game pie, or you know, some sort of traditional. Pennsylvanian yeah. hearty game meal. Kind of, kind of, you know what? Kind of getting there. Kind of getting there. Oh, okay. On that. All yeah. Right, okay. Getting, okay. getting closer. Okay. Getting closer. I'm trying. I'm trying to pin down the origin. Um, so, fancy, what, where did you it say is, it comes from? Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania Dutch. Pennsylvania. So it's something to do with the. So it's something to do with the Dutch, right? So, so, so trying to think. And uh, is it... can, go on, Charlie. <laughs> Go on, Charlie. You're struggling there. Go on, lad. I'm not struggling. I'm just trying fill to like... my time. Fill my time for me. Fill my time for me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've narrowed it down quite right. well, I think, so far. You've, you've done well to narrow it down to, like, yeah. food and kind of meaty thing related. So it's Pennsylvania meaty. Dutch. Uh, invented it... around the 17th, 18th century. Okay, 17th, 18th century. So if it's meaty related, right, I don't know the origins of it or how long it dates back, but could it be like, don't we have, like... A meatloaf kind of thing. Oh, over here. Yes, yes, yes. Could it be yeah. along the lines of a meatloafy kind of thing, where it's, it's something hearty and stodgy, okay. something for winter prep or something like that. Okay, yeah, it's very much, it's very much more like a meatloaf type thing. Wow, and Charlie, well done. There's man. not, Smash and you know what? There's there's not much further I can really take you on that. Um, but oh. uh, what I can read for you, a traditionally a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal and wheat flour. Lovely. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's so basically a rabbit hair the... was a distraction. Yeah. Rabbit so I think maybe at some okay. point they used that in there, but um, yeah, basically it's just like this kind of um, what did you call it? Sorry. Yeah, meatloaf type thing. Um, uh, I, yeah, because I, I was just thinking like I've been watching like a load of documentaries about like European food from like ancient times and like right. in the harshes of winter they collect all the stuff and they try and make food preserve and some of the ways they do this i don't yes. know if it's proper like scientific but they make like they combine everything so like we've always yeah. put meatloaf so we combine a load of other stuff That's to it. make it like proper hearty did you have you ever come across um pemmican in fact pemmican should have been my topic that would have been a good topic you come across pemmican charlie <laughs> So no. that was like this um, basically like dried meat that they'd make. So they'd dry the meat and they'd grind it down um, okay. and, it'd be, and it'd be mixed with the suet. But basically Ooh. it was like super dense thing. And you could obviously put it into like a stew or something, but it was like mm. this super dense, so, like just meat, protein, fats, and it would just last for ages. And a lot of sailors... So it's like a curing process yeah, then or something. Yeah, and a, a lot of sailors would carry it around in their belt pack, either that or like salted pork. Yeah, um, because it would just last for ages, and if you're a frontier kind of guy trekking about, mm. you know, um, and you can only you can only harvest so much, you can only work so much. So 
they'd obviously catch buffalo and then make pemmican. But um, so that is scrapple. That was my backup, backup, backup topic. How um, did you come across it? Have you tried this? Yeah. Dish? Right, the, the way the way I came across it was really bizarre. I was listening to a podcast, and um, there's a guy I'll, I often listen to called Dr. Michael Heiser, who does a lot of um, scholarly theology stuff, and he's right. from um, like kind of Pennsylvania kind of way. Oh, and, okay. and I just remember him talking about like I really miss Scrapple like because he's moved <laughs> to some new part of the country and he's like telling me about <laughs> telling us you know about this basically porky meatloaf thing and I was like porky meaty top, goodness back up topic right there so that's Scrapple nice and simple and you know it's on my list if I can ever make it to the States I want to try me some Scrapple yeah. I really do Ooh, just gotta nice. try that so sounds good Next up, I would like to hear from Charlie, actually. As our guest, I would like our guest to have a bit of extra time. Oh, you're going to love this. Okay, I'm not, big, I'm not big enough for the sake of it. So, okay, man. I want, so are you ready? Yes. I want your first thoughts on Lex Rodia. Lex Rodia. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me jot this I saw that, and I immediately thought of like Lex Luthor is what I thought of. So, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, and it's you, Charlie, and for those of you who don't know, well, you, you probably don't know because you've, you've not listened to Charlie before, but Charlie's very good at his history. That Charlie's is, strength is uh, history, isn't he's, it? That's literally incre- like, Charlie. He's very knowledgeable yeah. on history. So I'm thinking this is a historical person. Mm. Not person. Nice. But it's historical. Uh, okay. Next. Lexicon. I'm thinking of like maybe a symbol or a banner associated with. Oh no, flag. Country. Okay, no I'm flag. Out. No banner. <laughs> so you said it is not a person. Not it's a not person. person. So it's I'm thinking. Flag. I'm thinking it's more of. Now, there's two ways we could go at this. We could go. It's some kind of document or treaty, something like that. Ooh, or okay. maybe it's some kind of event or battle okay. and um, i'll give you the first one where it is it is a it is a document okay. okay okay so now you've got the document it's like figuring out like what what what's its importance like what document is it so lex i'm presuming that's of either latin or greek origin the word so greek Greek. Greek. Okay. Okay. Hello. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And the word has a lot to do with it as well. So you can nail down like it's two words. So let yep. Rhodia. So yep. mm-hmm. it almost like pinpoints the location of it. So roads of roads. Ah, yeah. So okay. it is roads. So we're looking at roads, and it's nice. Greek. So Lex yeah. of roads. Hmm. Okay. I Lex... can't give you the translation because that gives it away. Okay. Yep. Unfortunately. Okay, that's but fine. It's... That's fine. That's fine. Um, now, what time period are we here? Are we? So the time period. Wait, gentlemen. I, I, I was going to say. I was wondering if we're in kind of like the Ptolemy the Second kind of time. You know, where we end up with the Library of Alexandria and stuff like that. Is is that right? What what what, um, what time period is that? Oh, I'm I mean, that, to think. that's um, uh, just just so... before just before New Testament. Right, so ish. This is from like the 
the latest back it goes, known mm-hmm. it goes, it could go back further, but we're looking max, so from 1000 BC. And okay. Yeah. So, so right, okay. It's being reported, this this document is between 1000 BC and 600 BC, so it's like a fairly oh, okay. big timestamp. That's um, yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. And is this um, document? Do we do we actually have a physical copy of this document, Charlie? There's been no physical document found. However, okay. there's been numerous references throughout the course of history, and right. even to the point where. It, the implications are somewhat still in act. Ooh. To some still extent. in act. Now, this is interesting. It's interesting because the majority of it is based off of, I don't know, you know, record of an object which we've not actually seen firsthand. So this is, this is cool. Um, yeah. Now, Lex Rodia. Lex of Rhodes. I'm presuming it's either about Rhodes or it was signed in Rhodes. Um, so it, it so it comes from Rhodes. Okay, um, I'm trying to think okay. of some other I mean, clues. Lex, you... I'm thinking like Lex as in like lexicon. Maybe that's, some yeah, that's kind why of I, mm. right, like you know some kind of um, like dictionary have... type thing. But then what? The, but then what so, you yeah. mentioned kind of sounds maybe more important than a dictionary. You know, maybe um, I don't know. I think it depends which way you can look at it. Like, okay, so in modern day, we look at a, di- a dictionary as like clear importance to words, but you could look at the other trans. You could look at it from the other point of view where this document is really important. Was so, it one of the first ever censuses performed? Oh, so it wasn't a census but it is right, okay. one of the it is pretty much known as the document for this type of stuff um, right okay so i think the location of roads so you try and figure out the geological location of roads and where it sits and why this would be massively important for them but beyond did you say well. do you say i mean i don't really know greek area very well did you say this is athens did someone no, say no. Rhodes was in Athens or something? Oh, no, right, Rhodes, sorry, I misheard. Rhodes is, it's in the same geological area, right, but okay. Rhodes is it's an, an island, island. An island, an island in, Greece, in the Mediterranean. Okay. So I'm thinking mostly uh, import or, you know, um, immigration okay, or some sort of, you know, kind of... Hmm. Hmm. Think about importing. But not so much important. But I'm now thinking of the tax the word. I'm thinking about tax <laughs> now, but um, but I know um, it's not. It's not tax. No, it's just because you made me think about like import duty, but yeah. um, but it that's it's that's it's like I mean, main area of focus, but not. To do with, I can't really. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I mean, it could be, it could be some kind of map, possibly. Um, But then you've said we don't actually have this. A physical. We have. No. Record. I can I can say that it is a set of law. Ah, now it's funny because I was actually, I was actually thinking, funnily before that, well. Most of the continent, as in the European continent's law now, 
civil law is based upon, I think it's called civil law, is based upon originally what was Roman law. So it can trace it way back to like 2000, uh, sorry, 2000 years ago, you know, the Roman Empire and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was presuming, well, those principles must come through somewhere. And of course, before yep. the Roman Empire became large, it was the, the Greek system would spread through the world, you know. Um, so I'm yeah. wondering if it's like a precursor to that to that Roman law. Like, I was actually funnily thinking of one of the other topics I was looking at. Sorry, Charlie. I just like oh, it's fine, process, it's fine. I've got to process this because I, I was looking at another topic to bring, but I, I hadn't done enough reading on it. And it was something called the Decalogue Stone which was a Ooh. a stone of the Ten Commandments foundings inscribed in North America. And some people had dated it to like 3,000 years ago, which would have been the basically the golden age of Israel, Solomon's reign, because we know that um, Solomon sent people out into the world to gather all kinds of things for his temple and his riches and wisdom have no end kind of thing, you know, and all that. So mm-hmm. I was looking at that and I was I was thinking, is it some kind of... Ten Commandments type thing is what um, I was maybe thinking. That was so, a long, long road to get there. Sorry, but <laughs> no, no. It, it, I mean, so it, it, it's a, it is law, right? Yep. But okay. it's not to do with land or anything to do on land. Oh, I think that's a massive hint. Then, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As you say, Rhodes is an island. Uh, it's not. It's a law of the seas. Admiralty law. Yeah, bingo. Hello. So this is it. So cool. Essentially, Thank you. this is so essentially. So if you wanted to wrap up, because that is pretty much it, nailed on the head. Yeah. Go so on, the man. Lex Rodia is the first known or the first reported instance of maritime law. Thank you. Okay. So even though there's been civilizations before, there's been no recorded yeah. thing about how you govern maritime or law, and this is in, in terms of like. Um, pirates and stuff. This is to do yeah, with yeah. the uh, mainly the this is the only known references to have is on the um, jettisoning of cargo. And if you're not familiar with with that terminology, it's like throwing your goods overboard. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so in yeah. in high so storms and stuff, to light so you don't sink, you've got a light in your boat so it can get over the waves and stuff, and you throw your goods overboard. And what this then who uh, has was, ownership was, was, of it basically? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And so, like, we have a reimbursement scheme now where for loss of goods and stuff like that. So this would be if you if your ships completely sank, you would get no reimbursement. But if you managed to get back to port and you'd lost some of your goods, then it was like an assessment on the value of your lost property mm-hmm. of your lost goods, and the merchants would ever everyone would pay, and it would be an assessment, and you would get. I'll try and get the terminology for it. Rumination, I think it is. Can't remember. Rumination. My pronunciation yeah. of it's really bad. Yeah, it's fine. But it's like almost a reimbursement of a value of up to oh man x amount of coin, um, and it's got what loads of notes on it. So it translates to Rhodian sea laws, which is why I couldn't give you the uh, okay, literal okay. translation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this influenced the majority of Roman law, especially at maritime sea as well. Oh. Um, it demonstrates the sophistication and importance of commerce and trade because Rhodes is an island. It needs to expand and bring trade uh-huh. to it as uh-huh. well. And obviously that comes with risk. Um, um, there's no hard copies of this, so nothing's been found of this. However, we know its existence because it's been recorded. The first known recordings of this was... 
400 AD, there or thereabouts. So a massive oh, okay. time frame from 600 BC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this was reported by Julius Paulus, okay, um, in Book 2, Title 7 of Roman Law Text. And it, it explains some of the stuff regarding jettisoning. And so this was the adap adaptation of jettisoning based upon oh, the road, Lex Rodia, which is its first known recording. Uh, and yeah, it was just a really good way of doing it. And oh, the biggest implications it had was for the Brissatine Empire, which was 330 AD, which is translated to the Eastern Roman Empire. So we didn't really have a Roman Empire as yeah. well. We had the massive Roman Empire. Obviously, it was split uh, with the capital being Constantinople or Byzantine. And yeah, and these laws from the Byzantine were an adaptation of the Lex Rodia, and they were still in in an act until like around the 12th century. So this wow. is a massive time period, and now we still got adaptations of it in modern day maritime oh, law. Thank you for this. So, this honestly because cool, you know i've been trying to yeah. learn about this stuff so this this helps me out so much and a big angle of it is the maritime and admiralty yeah. law stuff so thank you thank you so no, much you can, <laughs> honestly, I'll send some I, about it honestly I was like, please do i was like some of them are like because i have like a I've been watching a load of like pirate documentaries and stuff thinking this is great. Just like, <laughs> right. what was it all yeah. about really? Uh, but then I was like, but what maritime law? Why was, why was piracy such a big thing? And then yeah. you nailed down to Lex Rodia and it was great. Mate, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. That is and cool. On, on, my, on my angle, like, cause I'm intrigued to see how that then informs Roman law. And then that, like massively informs what we've got today yeah um well certainly the continent does because we still have common law here in america with a bit of civil law mixed in um which is a fascinating fascinating system um charlie amazing topic absolutely love it thank you so much and um yeah. next we're going to move on to our resident um epidemiologist is it <laughs> nice nice science isn't my strong point well this week my topic has well first hint without even telling you what it is it's got nothing to do with science um so, okay you know since i've received some criticisms of my uh subjects in the past well, you haven't, you haven't received, too... i hope you i hope you don't mean coming from us we love it <laughs> a little bit too scientific uh, i'm pushing the boat out here and this week i would like your first thoughts on something called a merkin and you might know what this is and if you do merkin. i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to i don't even know just magic something up from another topic here a, a merkin, merkin. So no Googling, Charlie. No Googling. I'm not Googling. You know the rules here. <laughs> I'm not Googling. Um, I'm just... Would you like so to spell it? it? M-E-R-K-I-N. Yeah, now the I Merkin is said to have had oh. a murky history. Oh, oh. no. I no. was thinking... <laughs> Go on. ...of immediately mermaids. Oh, Okay. I, imme I immediately thought of some kind of mythological creature, is what I thought of. Unfortunately, it's not. 
but Dang. I do like that connection. I do. I, I was going down murking, and it said it has a murky history. Like, mm. is it something to do with like fish or something? Like a creature under the water, or in like swampy lands, or like sandy marshlands? Do you know what I mean? And it like yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and I think my distraction technique's been quite effective there. It's nothing. Thank to you, Josh. Either. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I will give you. A first hint in that its origin is speculated to be around the 1450s. 1450s. I'm now thinking, although you said you weren't going to do something like scientific, but yep. I'm thinking of kind of apothecary, you know, med- medieval medicine type stuff now. Mm. I should know that. Hmm. No. Well, yeah. Well, Jensen, <laughs> no, no, Jensen, you are kind of you're, you're kind of getting onto something there with that, you know, thought right. process, which kind of is legit, but wasn't the angle in which I approached this topic. So, first, first reveal is that this is an item. Um, an item. It item. is an item, and it has had a potential use for medicinal purposes. Um. Not as a medicinal product, but when I reveal what the item is, I can reveal what the role in, you know, that so, has been. So through the course of history, yep. maybe it's, I'm just trying to think, a murky history, I, I, I don't know if that's a, a flag, <laughs> but around here, like, it's massively reported that lice and stuff was a massive concern and like people getting all itchy oh it's Charlie it's Charlie been googling no no <laughs> okay I was just thinking like <laughs> on, is it think. to, is it like a powder or something to like try and stop it like people powder the clothes because obviously they didn't really wash did they no, so I was sorry. just thinking it, would they put again, something Charlie, on the clothes Charlie's hit nail on the head with lice so Ooh. But it's not a powder. Um, it's not a topical lotion or anything like that. Um, so it's an object which has got something to do with lice and something to do with uh, medicine in that the application of this could be tied somewhat to, to, to medicine. I'm, I'm so stumped now. It's something to do I, with lice, but it's not like a, a powder yeah, so, or something. So I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you some more of a background on this. Okay. So origin... 1450s but the first yeah. written use of the term merkin is from 1617 um and it's believed that the word merkin has been derived from the word malkin m-a-l-k-i-n um which is a little bit of a derogatory term um unfortunately or was associated with lower class or uncultured women um, so that's a, and I mean no disrespect by bringing Malkin up. Um, as I say, I don't think this is a word which is used currently, but historically, that's what the word Merkin is de- um, derived from. Okay. So there's a, a, a tie there with lice, and there's also a tie with the use of mercury. 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 Oh, that's yeah. a. I don't think. Oh, so we were kind of maybe in some apothecarial type yeah thing. but i'm trying i was trying to steer away from the science angle so kind of just you said it it wasn't a powder no but was definitely. it definitely it was not a powder 
Definitely oh. not a powder. And you said mercury. So I'm thinking some kind of, what do you call it? A cream, you know, some kind of... Yeah, so it's not a topical lotion either. Um, but how oh, would they be able to make cream, though? Or something like that. They would have well, been able to, yeah. Perhaps it was something... Maybe it was something that they had to ingest then. Which, mm. if it had mercury in, may not have been hype. No, so it didn't contain mercury. Um, oh. Kind of. So going back <laughs> going back to lice, uh, Charlie, right. we're, we're right. going down. We're now going down the sexually transmitted disease route here. Ah, yes. So, so even though we're talking, talking lice, it's not talking lice as such. No. Um, so we're talking right. syphilis. We're talking gonorrhea. We're talking... <sighs> Something which was used to potentially mask. Uh, so, if we're going oh. down the FCI route, is it something that you would wear? Yes. Like we have worn. a condom or something. It is not, worn. Does, so, could this not be classified? Worn, it's not worn to prevent an STI. All right, I was going down the road of like, is it the first case? You first said it item for like prevention. You said it was not one to prevent it. Mm. Was it like the opposite, like that you wanted to give someone an yeah. STI, like weaponized STI? Uh, no, it's not as dark as that. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say that would be messed up. <laughs> that would so be these lower so class, you know. <laughs> That's that's for me. It's not for prevention because I was trying to think like, is it some way to protect yourself? So and you wear it. So I don't know. Hypothetical here. Pubic lice are attracted to hair. Yes. Uh, one way yeah. to reduce the effect of getting pubic lice, which might transmit some STIs, is to shave your hair off in your pubic Indeed. regions. Yeah. Right. So that leaves you with no hair there. Um. So this Indeed. object. Okay. Is related to that in some way, and it's to do with women. Yeah, it's to do with oh, women. women. So, Wallace. association with sex workers, um, historically in association so, with sex workers, then that's evolved into now a current association with Hollywood as a as a general theme, and then also kind of just fashion, um, and then from that. As always, it's had some sort of medicinal use as well. Not so, necessarily medicinal, but more kind of. So is this some hair it. that is this some hair that ladies would then wear if they've not got any like hair? Furry underpants. Yeah. Not yeah. quite furry underpants. Think of a pubic wig. It's a pubic oh my gosh. A pubic wig. A, a pubic wig. A pubic <laughs> yeah. wig. So no. this a pubic wow. wig is known as a merkin, and it was originally worn by sex workers after shaving. Um, wow. So they'd shave to combat pubic lice. Um, wow. They then wow. wear this merkin to cover up signs of diseases such as syphilis, for example. Oh my gosh. Um, also. Jeez. Some of the treatments for the STIs, um, like mercury, for example, resulted in hair loss. Um, oh, so some people okay. would wear this, um, you know, kind of as not therapy, but as a disguise, you know, to show that they, well, to hide the fact that they'd had a case of a treatment. Of STI- yeah, a, yeah. Treatment, a treatment, so to speak. But now it, it can be used, you know, for all sorts of reasons. So some people lose hair due to hormone losses. So you might want to wear a merkin for that. 
but one of the most notable uses in modern day is Hollywood. Uh, so you know when there's like nude scenes in Hollywood or semi-nude scenes, yeah, and you got a yeah. shot a shot of an actor, an actress, um, and you don't want to get their their bits in on camera, they'll be wearing yes. a merkin, um, and it might not look Clever. the same as how it did historically, but yeah, some wow. form of merkin, um, and then they became a bit of a fashion icon in early 2018s with people wearing them on catwalks uh, don't know much about that but yeah yikes um, wow new york fashion show in february 2018 um and you can pick one up for about 25 pounds um and <laughs> for all of you that want one <laughs> and, as i've also found doing this research you know like with wigs you can get real human hair wigs yes no no People can no. donate their pubic hair to produce oh. a merkin. Wow. Wow. There's a whole business there, isn't there? Yeah, so a little bit of an Yikes. unusual topic, but it's got some really cool roots, which I would want to delve in a little bit more towards, like, you know, the associations with syphilis and the STIs and gonorrhea, yeah. etc. But, yeah, primarily worn by sex workers. Um, Crikey. After shaving. Wow. Well, so yeah, it's got a bit of a murky history because obviously I there's the connotations today. associated with it. Um, unfortunately, what in the world is that? where was this first like used? Is there like a known location for who who were the first that, people to a, actually come up with That's a very good question, these? Charlie. Um, so the, I'm, mur- I'm gonna do more. the murky history, <laughs> <laughs> I think, oh, kind, of, kind of implies that not a lot is known about the specific origins of this. So, as I say, it was first referred to in the 90 uh, in the 1450s but then the first written terms in the 1617 16 the period of 1617 so there's like you know 150 years there where we yeah. don't know much about the emergence of this merkin um but i wonder I knew... if it could be like any mediterranean thing then or something i don't know maybe maybe who knows because like, I don't want to go in off the time. Like I'm, I'm, well, you'd I'm think areas think... where there is a high prevalence of either people yeah. lice or STIs primarily. Yeah, but I'm just thinking of like around those times. Like, um... well, this is yeah, new so, information uh, for me, Josh. Yeah, and I, uh, I use my work laptop to research this topic. So, RIP. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, uh, hey Josh, it's your line manager here. Um, <laughs> had some potential, um, but yeah, like you, breaches. Jensen, I was uh, I was struggling this week, really struggling. Uh, so, but you I pulled Merkin my, out. I went into my list of un- unusual items, mate. That was new information for me. So, <laughs> I'm I'm glad I know. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I've been waffling. Not that I'm planning now, to so. encounter a Merkin anytime soon. But just, <laughs> just the more you know, isn't it? The more you know. So um, I'm going to have to wrap us up, I'm afraid. And Charlie, thank you so much oh, wait, 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 uh, for need, joining we us we this week. No worries. Charlie we do need yeah, a anytime. title. Yes, we do. Charlie, we Charlie have any had... thoughts? What have we Let's had? try and like in court. We've had Scrapple. We've had Scrapple, Lex Rodia and Merkin. So I was like, like... Lex Merkier or something. <laughs> the Lex Merkin. So um, what we've been trying to do is avoid the actual names in our uh, titles, haven't we? So just something which relates briefly to... So Jensen's might be Pennsylvania or... <gasps> Got it. Rabbit, the Merkier history. Or, 
A murky history. We go. We can go with the next. I like a murky history. That works very well for me. I'll take that. So. Um, <laughs> Once again, great to see you both. Charlie, thank you so much for yeah, joining thanks, us. thanks, Charlie. It's man. been a pleasure, guys. It's thank been you. so good to have you on. And, Super um, interesting topic as well. Amazing topic. And I'll say some reading for you as well to do it. I'd nice. love that. And um, for all of you listeners, um, if you don't know, you can find us on our social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by the handle at JRJ Podcasts. And you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, all the good ones and um, yeah we thank you very much for listening to this week's episode I feel like I've run out of steam this week it's alright man (laughs) right take care guys I know we're going to be cut off take care guys thank you so much again Charlie thank you so much bye 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 bye